said to Harmony. Uh, I'm Pastor Tim, and I'm going to invite you just in a moment to join us in prayer. Um, I'm doing the invocation. So um, I've only experienced a handful of these installation services, so I wasn't entirely sure. I just thought I'm opening in prayer, and that's part of it. Um, but I want to also recognize what we're here for. And uh, my wife and I were talking this morning. I said, what is an invocation? I knew kind of ahead of time and I had planned something. So we Googled it just for fun. And it says it's an action of invoking something or someone for assistance as an authority. And we're doing that this morning as we recognize uh, Dr. Reverend Pastor Dennis Ashley, who will be <laughs> stepping into the uh, senior pastorate. And that is the authority over our church. But we're also recognizing, and one of the cool things about our worship set this morning is every song recognizes the supreme authority that we're serving and honoring. And uh, I agree with Steve, looking forward to the future of harmony. Uh, I do believe we would be remiss if we didn't look at the past one last time. Uh, Dr. Dennis, well, Pastor Dennis, sorry, I got to get used to that. He's not teaching anymore. So Pastor Dennis, Pastor Dennis and I had uh, dinner recently and uh, we shared, I, I had the privilege of meeting Pastor Dennis a number of years ago, seven or eight now. Uh, we were kind of orphans uh, looking for a place to worship and uh, we, we met and, and got along really well and we had an opportunity to minister together and then um, uh, Pastor Dennis left for Maine and um, we ended up here landing with, with Pastor John and through his discipleship and then God brought Pastor Dennis back to the area and he joined staff and, and reflecting on over the years and, and experiencing what we've experienced and I know what, what Pastor Dennis has experienced. One of the things I'm most excited about is Harmony and Pastor Dennis and myself. This is like the healthiest I think we've been in a very long time. And um, we do have Pastor John to thank for that. He did play an awesome role in that. So I'm looking forward to what the future holds uh, for Harmony, for our church body, uh, as we, we continue to stay healthy and we work together. So join me this morning as we invoke, invite in, I call upon the name of our great Lord as we, we move on forward with today's services. Father, it is you, God, who is the supreme authority, the creator and sustainer of all things. Your hand holds us up. Your breath fills our lungs. Father, this morning, it's you that we call upon as we look towards the future of harmony, towards the future of our ministries as we honor what was past and what is to come. A new chapter opens, and Father, let your will be the first sentence written. We recognize this morning, Lord, uh, Pastor Dennis, as he's moving into that authority of the local church, stepping in, becoming our senior pastor, our shepherd. God, I pray that we would all have a heart to follow and serve him as he follows and serves you. You, God, are the reason the kingdom, Lord, is, is what our focus should be. So help us this morning as we lift our voices. Help us as we honor what the future looks like. Help us as we install a new pastor and a leader, Lord, that all that we do today would resonate. God, that the Spirit would fill this building. More so, God, that the Spirit would fill our lives. That we would honor, follow the guidance of the Spirit in all we do. Help us this morning, Lord, as we lift up your name and worship. We ask these things in your name, your powerful name, in all authority. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand where you are. And we're going to open with a great song of worship, Revelation song.
That's a good way to uh, remember really why we're here on this or any other Sunday that we might be here. And uh, it's my, my time to acknowledge special guests. And uh, if you're sitting here this morning, I acknowledge you. <laughs> if you're watching online, I acknowledge you too. Uh, we have just acknowledged the special guest, the guest of honor, who is always the one uh, that we want to give honor to. Um, I, uh, I, have a movie, I have a movie quote. <laughs> if, if, if I forget to tell you later today, I had a really nice time. <laughs> I do want to acknowledge um, uh, my wife, Kelly, who uh, is here with me today and always with me. And uh, I am grateful for her help and support and uh, partnership in ministry. Kelly and I have been serving God together in ministry since before we were even dating. Just by a little bit, but before we were even dating. And it's a joy to serve God together with her. I'm glad that my sons, Darren, uh, and his wife, Katrina, and uh, their three boys, Eli, William, and Killian, are here this morning from Maryland. And uh, my son Ryan and his girlfriend Kristen are here. And uh, I'm not sure if Matt, Matt and Liz Matt and Liz are here and uh, Levi and introducing Theodore for the first time here. And i um, very excited for their support. Uh, you're going to hear in a little while from my older brother Don. 
And if you're listening online, no, that's not uh, me just with a different face on. That, that's actually my older brother, Don, with the same voice and the same face, just a, just a few years farther ahead in age. This is what I will look like in eight years. <laughs> I hope. And uh, Don is here with his wife, Grace, from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we're glad that they made the trip. And uh, you'll also um, see and hear from my uh, older, younger sister, Debbie, here this morning. Uh, she'll be playing the piano, and um, uh, she has composed a custom arrangement of music that is significant to me and uh, is going to be a surprise to me. And uh, I'm telling you that now because you wouldn't know this otherwise, and now you know that I know. Um, she will... She will um, play and the words to the song she's playing will be up on the screen. But that doesn't mean that you're suggested to sing, though you can. But um, just so that you, you see the songs that she's selected and maybe you can make some guesses as to why she chose them. Uh, it's pretty exciting for me. She's here with her daughter, Kate. We're glad that you're here. And I'm really, I'm really thrilled that um, Kelly's whole family is here this morning, her mom my mom, and uh, her three brothers, uh, Mike and, uh, did I see Dennis and Chris? There they are, Dennis and Chris and Cody and Mike and Kim and Brittany and their girls. And uh, we're glad that you're here this morning, thank you. I'm really thankful for family. And uh, Kelly and I value family and we have blended our families in the most wonderful of ways. Uh, I am thankful that Pastor Derek Balaam is going to join us by technology this morning. Uh, he could not be present with us because, um, because of the vid, the COVID. He's not sick, but he's been exposed. Another family member, two family members uh, in the last few days have been exposed. So he could not be here, but he prepared in advance and recorded his message. And so we'll get to hear from him and see him and he is watching online. Thank you, Pastor Derek, for joining us today. And uh, I want to thank uh, my pastor and mentor and friend, the Reverend Dr. Pastor John Hawko and his wife, Sherry, who have become not only uh, a very valued mentor, but a beloved friend. And uh, I am grateful for the time we've been able to work together uh, the things that you've taught me and shown me, and I appreciate that. I'm thankful for our colleagues, uh, Tim Strait and, and uh, Catherine Monet, uh, who are colleagues in ministry here on our ministry team. And uh, uh, you've already heard from Pastor Tim, and, and uh, Catherine will be participating in a moment. And uh, I'm also grateful for Ben Horovitz, who is also a part of our team, an unpaid staff member of our team. Uh, emphasis on unpaid. Um, from time to time, uh, I will g give him an incremental raise, some percentage uh, of uh, as, as he shows himself worthy. And, uh, uh, <laughs> grateful for our elder team, um, uh, Elder Steve and Elder Jean, and. Um, Elder Corey from a distance. I'm grateful for our deacons and deaconesses and members of our finance and, and facilities team. And, and as I said at the beginning, if you're sitting here this morning, I acknowledge you too. We're thankful 
uh, we, we are uh, laborers together in ministry, every one of us. And uh, I want to acknowledge your presence and participation this morning with gratitude. And uh, let's get back to worship. Stand again. And uh, join us as we sing, Is He Worthy? Is he worthy? Is he 
blessing, honor, and glory. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time that we can come and worship you. Let us do that in our hearts and in our minds and with all our strength, in spirit and in truth right now. To God be the glory. Rejoice, 
Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give Him the glory, great things He has done.
When I received the email that asked me um, to do a verse today for this special day, I was very honored. So thank you so much, Pastor Dennis, um, for allowing me to be a part of this special day for you and your beautiful wife. I'm very thrilled. Okay. The scripture verse that I chose is 1 Peter 4.11, and it reads like this. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do so with all the strength and energy God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Christ Jesus. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Though is it, a short, it is a short verse, I feel that it is a very special verse. Um, and it's a verse that God put on my heart for two reasons. I feel that God has really truly blessed Pastor Dennis with the gift of one speaking and to the gift of helping others. Um, Pastor Dennis always speaks in a way that is caring and in a way that makes you want to do your best. Um, and just so you know that if you ever come across where you need to do a children's Christmas program, he's the guy to talk to right before it. So I don't know how I know about that, but he just, he does. So if you ever need help, he's your go-to person for a confidence word or a way to calm you too. Pastor Dennis is also gifted um, with helping others along with Mrs. Ashley. They are truly the bomb squad, if you could, if I can say that on TV, I don't know. Um, so a lot of you don't know this, but our daughter Adela spiked a fever right before a hallelujah night. Um, as you all know that we're a military family, so we don't have um, many family members. We don't have any family members in New York. So that kind of put me in a spot as a mom. Um, I really wanted to be here for Hallelujah Night, but also my daughter was sick. She had a fever, um, so I didn't really know what to do. So I really felt that God put on my heart to call Pat or to call Mrs. Ashley. And when I called Kelly, I've never called her before, so I can't say like I always call her. Um, you know, we weren't BFFs. I consider you, you know, my BFF now. But um, I really didn't know who to call to in that kind of time. So when I called her, she did not miss a beat. Um, I said, you know, Kelly, the reason why I'm telling you this, that Adela has a fever, is because, one, I need you to pray for her, and two, um, I just need you to know that when I'm at Hallelujah Night, I'm going to be really distracted because my mom heart is going to want to be with Adela, but I need to be at Hallelujah Night. And she's like, okay, I'll stay with her all day. And I'm like, what? You know, that's not why I called. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'll stay with her. So if you don't know, Hallelujah Night was on a Sunday. So that meant that we're here around 9 o'clock. And then I didn't get home until a little after 11 after Hallelujah Night was over. So she was there in her cute slippers all day with my daughter, Adela. And that was so wonderful. And I still thank you so much for that. Um, and then, so I know you're, you're like, okay, get to the point where Pastor Ashley uh, or Pastor Dennis is um, gifted in helping others. Well, so when I was telling Pastor Dennis how much I was so thankful for Kelly coming over our house, um, I said, I'm really sorry. We don't have very much food in our house right now because Walmart, they canceled my order. So I know you guys all grocery shop on your own. You got time for that? I don't got time for that. So when they canceled my order, it was a big deal. Um, I did not have time to go grocery shopping before Hallelujah Night with the prep that that took. Um, so Pastor Dennis said, I'll go grocery shopping for you. And I'm like, what? 
Like, we're a family of five, so that's not just, like, one loaf of bread and one thing of milk or, like, butter or chicken. Like, that is, like, two carts full of food, okay, for two weeks. And when he said that, I was a little like, ooh, you don't know. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you have to go up every aisle. Um, so when he said that, and he said, don't leave anything off your list. And I'm like, oh, my lands. So I said, okay, are you sure? Of course we paid him for our groceries. That's not what this is about. But he literally went to Walmart in Newburgh. Okay, that's scary for me. Like, walking into the Newburgh Walmart. <laughs> like, I'm a little scared. So, um, okay, if you don't know, I moved here from North Carolina, um, so it's a little calmer there. Um, so walking to there was kind of scary. So when he said that he would go to the Newburgh Walmart and walk the aisles and grocery shop for us, that was huge. So we thank you both for that day, and we'll never forget that day. So back to the scripture verse, okay? <laughs> okay, let me flip through a little bit. Um, yes, so when they did that, that just really spoke to us, like, um, before we moved here, uh, we did watch Harmony Messages on YouTube. We were church hunting, and it made it super easy during COVID because we could watch all like churches online before we even moved here. So we actually saw Pastor Dennis, and he did a message on the coin. I don't know if any of you saw that about the coin, me- the military coin message. Okay, so it was very neat to have that connection with him from seeing him on YouTube, and then he was wanting to grocery shop for us, and then his lovely wife wanted to wear her slippers in our house. So that was so amazing. Um, They are both, I see them both, I don't know if any of you are watching The Chosen online, or on TV, um, but I feel like that's how Jesus would be. He would say, let me do this for you. Even though, and you guys all know the message where he washed his disciples' feet. Like, Jesus did that. And I'm not, like, putting Pastor Dennis, you know, up there with Jesus, but I am saying that he has a servant's heart. Um, And so does Kelly, and I thank you guys for that. Um, I believe our church prayer, every time you go to prepare your message, that you will feel the words of Jesus. That they won't just be words on a page or a sermon that you saw online, but it will be effective. That it will change our hearts. That it will step on our toes as Pastor John has done. And I always tell him that we should probably wear our steel-toed boots here. Um, I believe that that's our church prayer. That when you go to prepare your messages for Sundays and any other kind of event, that those words will be effective, like an effective writer. Um, So when... um, when I feel that God gave me the scripture verse, I did hear a lot that that is a really short verse. Well, it is. But as you see, I'm a little bit of a talker. Um, so <laughs> God also put on my heart and he said, make first Peter 411 personal to Pastor Dennis. So Pastor Dennis, you have the gift of speaking. So speak in his way that God is speaking through you. Pastor Dennis, you also have the gift of helping others. So help with all the strength and energy that God supplies. And when you do, everything you do will bring him glory. Through Christ Jesus, all glory, all honor, and ever to him. Amen. Thank you so much for allowing me to share today. I feel very privileged to be a part of this moment. Now I turn it over to the fancy Mr. Ben with a haircut. Wow. Um, I'm not going to be able to top that or come near that, but awesome job. Um, I, uh, they asked me to, again, to um, take part in this, and again, I was very honored. Um, as 
probably within a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have been here doing this, what I'm doing. Um, as Pastor Dennis made it obvious that I'm unpaid staff. <laughs> uh, I'm actually interning here. Uh, I've been under, under Pastor John for the last probably year and a half, and uh, I'm going to college, believe it or not, 57 years old. I'm in college to uh, be a pastor. So when I looked at these, nah, it's all right, it's cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing under, under the tutelage of, of Pastor Dennis. And when I looked at these verses, these are verses that are calls or directed at us as a congregation, as people underneath the authority of a pastor. Jeremiah 3, verse 15 says, And then I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you knowledge and understanding. You know, I look at that, and, I, and God's going to give shepherds after his own heart. Up until a couple years ago, I never realized the seriousness of the call of a pastor. God holds them accountable for every soul in this room. So to do that, Hebrews 13, chapter, or verse 17 says this, and this is what makes it work. Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account so that they may do this with joy, not groaning. For this would be helpful for you. It's easy instructions for us. Obey you. Obey. Submit. Pastor Dennis has been called. This is not a call that is picked out of the air. People don't pick to become a pastor. It's not a job that's glamour. It's not a job that has a lot of reward. It's a job that is highly accountable to God for the people that he shepherds. So as we do this and as we step forward in time and as we continue to grow as a church under this new leadership and this new pastor, let us submit and help him be able to do his job with joy. Good morning. Thank you. I'm Kevin Barry. I'm the uh, administrator of Harmony Christian Schools here and uh, um, been the administrator the last, this is the 14th year. Um, I've been here 24 years. There's uh, one teacher that's been here longer than I have. So, uh, and, and she has been, she has come here today to uh, uh, just praise what God is doing in Harmony's new lead pastor as well. Um, if you don't know, I, I tried to meet with the lead pastor of the church at least once a week. Um, it has been Pastor uh, John for several years now, and uh, I've, his job has always been that when he leaves my office, he encourages me. And that is something that uh, has been a blessing all these years. As uh, you know, He's come to tell me the tough stuff at times. But he never leaves without encouraging me. And, uh, and now as Pastor Dennis is coming on board as lead pastor, I look forward to the same um, opportunities. But as I said to Pastor John, I hope he still comes back and gives me more of his wisdom. And his uh, movie clicks from time to time. <laughs> but I'm supposed to uh, speak to you, Dennis, in encouragement. And uh, uh, Philippians 4 Six through seven says, do not be anxious about anything, 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We've worked together for many years. I tried to connect with you as the Bible teacher years ago, the first time, and it did not work out. Um, But uh, God had a different plan at that time. God reminded you, do not be anxious. The next time we connected, um, you became the Bible teacher. And verse 7 reminds us that the peace of God was with us then. Um, You came to me near the end of your third year and said your heart was for the pulpit and always has been, and that you might be leaving. Um, You kept me informed every step of the way in the process, Uh, so we trusted God, and he called you to Maine mid-year. And Pastor Strait stepped in as the new Bible teacher. And it's kind of funny, the two new pastors of Harmony Baptist Church came from the school. (laughs) (laughs) Though your heart is for the pulpit, Dennis, we, we spoke about how much you missed being close to your family because they were so far away. You loved your your grandchildren and children, and you missed that dearly. I firmly believe that, as Romans 8.28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Because of your deep, sincere love for God, I believe that, as Romans 8.28 says, Um, He is now working all things, pulpit and family, for good. Because Dr. Ashley, or Pastor Ashley, you have been called according to his purpose. And no deer versus motorcycle could stop that and have him tell you that story sometime. Um, But I'm a Marine at heart, and I recognize strong leadership. And you have that. And as you incur our encouraged by where God has you now and has led you, let both church and school be encouraged as we follow the vision God gives you for Harmony Ministries. God bless you and Kelly as you begin this new chapter. Thank you.
Thank you, Debbie, for that wonderful music. And it wasn't fair for you to fog up my glasses with tears. Sheesh. <laughs> Very fine. Uh, I thought when I was listening to our brother Dennis speak earlier uh, that it's only fair for me to give thanks to God, too, for gathering around me people who help me look good. And uh, Brother Tim was uh, one of the very first, and uh, doc, uh, Derek Balaam, who will bless us with his wonderful British accent in a few minutes on video, was another one who joined us. And then Dennis Ashley uh, very pleasantly surprised me by his desire to be on a team with me. And I checked his fever, but he said he was, he wanted to, and then Catherine at the very end. So thank God for all of these wonderful people. And then to have this happen, really good. So it's a very dangerous thing to put me up here for my final, 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 final message. And uh, we knew when we were planning this that it was going to be long, and so I determined to be less than 10 minutes. That is miraculous, folks. You don't understand. This is a miracle. So let me begin by uh, introducing the text that I chose as I was looking at everyone's text, and I especially as uh, Brother Ben shared a very appropriate one for the assembly, uh, to make it joyful for your pastor. Make it joyful. And I would encourage you to do that. And one way that we can is to fulfill what the scripture is about, because Paul had to uh, speak into the lives of churches, because not unlike Americans, they tend to fall into fan club uh, habits. I like this one better, and I like that one better. And just in case you think I'm speaking as a fathead, like, don't everybody think I'm that good? I've heard people in this congregation say, I, you know, the other brother speaks to my heart a lot better, you know? It's like, fine. But here's the point. We're all trying to serve one master. And we want our congregation, the Bride of Christ, not only engaged, but wedded to our master in heaven. So here's the text. I'll go very quickly, if I might. When one of you says, am I of Paul or I am of Paul and another I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? Aren't you acting like those sports fans rather than godly followers of Jesus? Who are they? I am of Apollos. Are you not mere men? Where, what then is Apollos and what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then, neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. Can I get an amen? amen. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. Each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building, and that's what we're busy trying to build up. Amen? Amen. So I have found over the years that people who follow very famous pastors, and I mean pastors that I love and respect and have learned from, but I find that their groupies make more trouble in local churches than they should. So, very simple exhortation, never be one. Be a follower of Jesus first, and under Jesus is an under-shepherd that you should support and follow and serve him, as he points you 
to the Master Jesus. Brother Don, you're going to exhort, I know, our brother in ministry, so I can't. I have to talk to the church. It's my assignment. But I will say, lose all the bad lessons I taught you over the last few years, please. So now let me encourage you as a congregation. I have a, some no-nos and some doo-doos. Okay? Actually, I thought about this because Dennis and I can honestly say, if I can steal from this text, I th- in fact, I think our whole staff agrees, what I did was prep soil. That's what I did. I prepped the soil. Now we have a brother and a team who are going to lead you to plant and, God willing, harvest greatly. That's what we want, and that's what we want to pray for. So I have served for nearly nine years, and therefore I've earned the right to encourage you with no-nos and doo-doos. But I thought Dennis is a fairly secure brother, I've observed, and uh, I enjoy occasionally talking about difficulties and hearing the way he's going to address it. So I know that if you're naughty toward him, he'll probably talk straight with you. And that that is a quality you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose. So that's good. So I don't really have to give more than one no-no exhortation. Isn't that great? Just one. And since the principles of edification say you give one negative, you've got to give two or three positives. So that's how it's going to fall out. And the negative is very simple. I'm saying it because he may not feel comfortable saying what I'm about to say. There's something that happens very often on Sunday mornings. Pastors are stressed. They're praying. They're thinking about the message. He is a fine pulpiteer, by the way. I think he's more careful at crafting sermons than I am. I'm just telling you what I think. And he's focused on dropping the burden of the Lord on the assembly on a Sunday morning. And you may be tempted. Pastor, I have to tell you what happened to me this morning. Can I encourage you? Please don't. Drop upsetting, misdirecting, complicated, he's got to think about this thing on your pastor as he's going into the pulpit. I've had it happen to me way too many times. I did stay saved, thanks be God. But don't do that. I mean, if somebody is outside dying, bleeding, yes, you have to do something about that. But otherwise, can I simply encourage you? I'm talking about good people here, little flock people. Amen, all the little flock folks. Can it, thank you very much. Can, I, can you wait 10 minutes or 15? Can it wait 30 minutes? Can it wait an hour? Is it going to make any difference that he has to know it right then? Probably not. Just let it wait, Okay. Give him the freedom to unload that burden that is on his heart. And then I know he'll be happy to shepherd you through whatever the drama is that you might be facing. So that's the only no-no. How easy can it be? Second one, the doo-doos. I have two real quick ones, right? These are the doo-doos in the best sense, right? You know, that has some kind of connotation for children and pet owners. Anyway, I want you, the short word... Be nice to your pastor. Make him successful. Work with him in this great process of your sanctification. He's helping you to become more like Jesus. Our job is not to make us always happy. Our job is to make us holy. 
And so work with him in that. And in the interest of time, because this is going to be a long morning, I'm going to drop what I had learned years ago and save for this very purpose. I'll just give it to Dr. Ashley to share another time. When we used to read off of Rainer's little encouragements until we got a little discouraged by that, um, he said, here was a little article he wrote, how church members should prepare for the sermon. What a radical idea. Yes, what if church members prepared for each sermon they heard by praying for it, praying for the pastor who's preaching? Or let me just park on the best one and move on. Pray for yourself as you prepare to hear the sermon. Pray that God will speak to you through the message, that you will not be distracted, which happens, right? That you will hear what is God trying to say to you or to your brothers and sisters in the Lord have an open mind and receive the message. So that would be one do every week. Think about the job that he's doing. This is not television land. This is the gathering of the body of Christ where the spirit is invited to work, right? Second thing is praying for your pastor, laying hold of God with him and for him. Does anybody remember a few months ago, John Edwards, our missionary to Japan, was here? I'm going to tell you what happened. He was speaking from uh, Exodus 17, where Moses has Aaron and Hur holding up his hands and Israel's winning the battle. And when I heard that, which, of course, is one of my favorite stories about the importance of dependent praying, which is what we've been encouraging, I thought, that is a great installation sermon right there. So I'm going to preach his whole sermon right now. No, I'm not. Just simply holding up his hands in prayer for the kingdom work to bear much fruit. I had a quote from Spurgeon. I'm going to make it very short. Praying for church leaders. Brethren, pray for us. First Thessalonians 5. We implore every Christian household to grant this fervent request first uttered by an apostle. The very, this is the great Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the Prince of Baptist Preachers. A very heavy responsibility rests on all ministers of the gospel as officers in Christ's army. They are the special targets of the enmity of men and devils. Their sacred calling involves temptations from which you are exempt. Above all, it is too often drawing them away from personal enjoyment of the truth into ministerial and official consideration. In other words, formality. Pray for them. They have in their hearts to bear fruit for you, for your families, etc., for Jesus, for the souls of the lost. Lift them up as Spurgeon says in this thing, I'm encouraging all the company of pastors, missionaries, ministers, teachers, evangelists, and installed pastors today. Pray for us. So pray for him that he bears much, much fruit. I have one last comment as I exit this pulpit. Commending your new pastor to the grace of God here. Years ago, he was leading chapel in this very room for the school. I was sitting back there. He was going to ask me to I was going to speak that day. And as I sat there, and I never wanted to say this before day, today because I didn't want to stack the deck, but as I sat in the congregation and watched Dr. Ashley at work, I thought I heard the Spirit say, there's your replacement. God bless you, brother.
Before I begin, I need to say to my three nephews and my niece, yes, you just heard Pastor John say doo-doo. My name is Don Ashley, and if you are wondering, yes, I am Dennis's twin brother, but I'm eight years older, and Mom was not happy about that. <clears throat> For whatever reason, when the committee that was putting this together asked me to come and give the charge to the pastor, I believe that I am fair and sane, the dentist for the next five to seven minutes, I am the boss of you. <laughs> I can remember when it was an old gray-haired man that would be asked to come up and give these remarks. <laughs> now only we remain. <laughs> but Dennis is, uh, he, he may be the one who got the good looks in the family, but he got the intelligence. I don't know. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Paul reminds Timothy to fan into flame the gift that was given to him at the laying on of hands. I think there's far more in this passage than a casual reading would reveal to us. Because Timothy already had significant gifts. Otherwise, why would Paul be laying hands on him now for the gift of ministry? But it's not just the laying on of hands that was the gift, because that would be over, it'd be one and done. So the gift has to be something far more than that. And I am thrilled to know that this is a gift that Timothy was given to fan into flame. And so we serve a dynamic God who doesn't just give us a gift and say, go, keep warm and well fed. He gives us those tools that we need in this moment. And I believe that God is giving Dennis, as he has throughout his ministry, a particular gift for the ministry that he has called him to fulfill. And that includes the ministry that is in this time for your church. I think it's really important that we acknowledge that these are very hard times. They're hard times for the church. But that's because this is our time, and we see it that way. But don't we serve a God that has always taken the church through really hard times? There's a, there's a great line in, the, uh, in that fabulous series called The Chosen where, where uh, the girl who is playing Simon's wife and, says it's, and Jesus says to her, it's going to be hard. And she says, it's always been hard for us. And if it wasn't hard for us, that would not be our way. This is a hard time, but we serve a God that says, uh, it's okay. I would remind you of those words in Psalm 23 that you know so well. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. So when we're going through the battle, God is over here making lunch. <laughs> it's amazing to us that we have a God that is that great. 
But it's not news to us, not news to anyone here, that it is our God who is the head of this church. And he is the one who blesses us, calls us to use these gifts in a strong way. And those who acknowledge that he is the power of the church will never fail to lose that. But Dennis, I have often told you that you are your best when you are yourself. But here, in a congregation that already knows you, you may be tempted to strive for more than that. That more must absolutely take the form of yielding or leaning into the power. Lean into the power. The Holy Spirit will never give you dangerous power. Even as he gives you and this congregation more power, it, it won't happen unless you, if you forget where that power comes from. But God gave Malachi a description of ministry for service that I want us to remember today. If you remember, I wrote this in a Bible that I once gave you. Malachi 2.7 says, For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge, because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty, and people seek instruction from his mouth. That counts for you. I trust you with that. This church has spoken in acknowledgement of that. But the best thing of all is that we know that you know where that power comes from. It can be daunting, but I just want to add, and I didn't include this in the slides, but I thought about it. I have to, con- I have to include this. The call of Gideon is a remarkable passage. Here is this guy who, in fear, is threshing wheat down in a wine press in fear that he might be seen. The angel of the Lord appears to him at that point when he is threshing wheat in hiding and says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. In one of the few places where the, where the person that is spoken to by an angel falls down in fear, Gideon didn't do that. Rather, he had a complaint. He said, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? I want you to notice that he changed that. The Lord said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And he said, if the Lord is with us. It's a lackluster thing where he says, I'm going to shift this this, uh, call. It's not about me. It's about us as a people. But that's where the power of his call really comes from. Don't, Don't miss this. The subtlety of that passage is this. Go in the strength you have. This is, a, this is a great church. Are you equipped? No, you're not equipped. Go in the strength you have. Am I not sending you? May, and I will be with you. That's where the power is. May your service here always rely on the God who calls, who sends, who accompanies and surrounds. I love you, Dennis. For the couple of you that don't know, my name's Gene Bozick. Um, I feel like um, I I chose Ephesians chapter 4 because Ephesians is one of my favorite books in the Scripture. 
Uh, God chooses to do his work through the local church. And we've seen already that the local church works here at Harmony through Pastor John and through each of you. Um, we've seen the, the God work in calling Pastor Dennis here and having a sense that this was really from God and this is what he wanted. And I'm very happy with that um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I got to know Pastor John fairly well, uh, being an elder, uh, and also uh, traveling back and forth to Milford, Pennsylvania every Thursday to do karate, uh, which gives you a pretty much an hour <coughs> conversation. Um, and I told Pastor Dennis that since we're not, he's not doing karate, that uh, we'll have to figure out a way to get to know each other even better. But uh, the passage I chose uh, talks about each of us as saints, as believers in Jesus Christ. And it's for us, and it's also for Pastor Dennis. And I'd like to read uh, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6, and 11 through 16. Um, in case I can't read it. No, I can read it. Okay. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which with, which with you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and all in all. And then verses 11 through 16, he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and to knowledge of the Son of God to be a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, for whom the whole body is fitted, is being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the power working uh, each individual part causes the growth of the body and the building of itself in love. That is an awesome passage because um, it lays out my responsibility as a believer and a part of this church. And it also speaks to Pastor Dennis as our, our new pastor. And uh, I like, I think it's verse 11 that says, uh, he's here to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. It's not him doing all the work and us sitting around watching. It's he leading us, guiding us, and helping us to do ministry together. God bless you. Good morning. It's good to see you. I'm sorry I can't be with you this morning, but I hope that this um, video will, will make up for my absence. 
when I was asked to say a few words at, at Den Pastor Dennis's installation service, I was surprised and I felt quite honoured to be asked. So um, thank you for the opportunity. I want you to remember when you go away from this three words. A word for Pastor Dennis in particular, a word for Harmony members, church, school, and a word for anyone and everyone who may be listening or watching. Let's start with Pastor Dennis. The word I want to emphasize for you, Pastor Dennis, is the word persevere. Persevere. Let me read from 2 Timothy chapter 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their eyes and ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Now those words apply particularly for those who are in Christian leadership, as, as Timothy was, as Pastor Dennis is. They apply to everybody but in particular to those in positions of leadership. What's a backcloth? Well, here's Paul exhorting Timothy, um, but as I said, it's relevant for all of us. It sounds, as if, it sounds as if Timothy was entering a bit of a war zone, doesn't it? Well, maybe he was. We're not talking about running a club here. We're talking about the kingdom of God and the issues and the qualities which are important for the Kingdom of God. Church matters. It's of eternal value. We're not running a club. This is the representation of the Kingdom of God on earth. It's a great privilege to be involved in some way. See, the Gospel, I suppose I've got to use this illustration, the Gospel addresses a pandemic that has been widespread for thousands of years and it still blights the lives and families of this earth. It provides more than vaccination that may wear off in time. It obliterates the cause of the pandemic, which is of course sin. Pastor Dennis, slightly tongue-in-cheek, you're the guy to provide the boosters. Now I've got that wrong probably theologically, maybe not, but your input helps us live in the good of God's salvation in good times and in bad. Persevere at that. You see, we like the bit about encouragement, but what about correction and rebuke? Is that really part of Christian ministry? Admonishment? Sorry, Pastor Dennis, it's part of your role if you're going to fulfil it. It's not always easy, and sometimes we have to say things and, and take people aside and, and help them to see a different way. So persevere. There's no quick fix. Stay on task. Sadly, some churches have got sidetracked into controversial or political subjects of the day, and that seems to be their main concern. These things are important, and the last thing Christians should do is bury their heads in the sand. We need to support Christians who feel able to be involved in politics or moral issues, but as the Church of Jesus Christ, our primary agenda is seeking the advance of the Kingdom of God on earth.
Pastor Dennis, make every word count. One of the things I've come to admire and, and appreciate in you, Pastor Dennis, is that when you preach, you do that. Every word account has a, a, a significance. You have thought it out carefully. That's good. It's hard work. You're not likely to have the same growth curve as they did at Pentecost, where suddenly instant church, 3,000 people. Wow. It's not going to be like that. Mind you, if it was, imagine the pastoral and social problems that would come up when you try to meld 3,000 people into a church of Jesus Christ. And lastly in this passage, Pastor Dennis, Paul says to Timothy, keep cool, keep your head. Really? Do we really need that sort of advice in church life? Oh yes, quite likely. So Pastor Dennis, your word is persevere. Then for Harmony, and by that I mean Harmony Church and Harmony School, which is part of the church. Your word is receive. Receive. And let me read some verses. You've probably already heard these this morning from Ephesians chapter 4. Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the fullness of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It goes on, but I'll, I'll leave it there. There is a process in church life of maturing and growth. When you become a Christian, you are immediately transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. But growing in that means there's a process, and knowing what and whom we believe in and why is important. Standing firm in our faith is important. Using the gifts and abilities we have is important. It doesn't just happen. It needs intentional, focused leadership and direction. Harmony, church, school, ensure that you have a willing spirit to receive from Pastor Dennis. He's an enabler. Pastor Dennis is not here to do the work. He is here to help you to do the work as part of the church and the ministry of the school and other ministries of the church. So church, school, receive, grow, mature. It doesn't happen automatically. Spiritual food is available and will be available every Sunday and in between. But you choose whether to eat or not. Here is a man of experience, wisdom, maturity, knowledge godliness. He's grappled with life. He's been there. He's thoroughly conversant with the word of God. Receive this ministry and play your part. Welcome his input and see him as God's servant to help you grow, not God's servant to do all your work in the church. Resist the spectator mentality. We can fall into the trap of thinking that this passage and living as a Christian is just to do with running the church and keeping things going on and hopefully people growing in the Christ. But it's not about just that. This is about life, not just running a church. Church is everywhere we go all the time. When you go home, when you go to the office, if you go to the office or do your Zoom call, your church, your church. And Pastor Dennis is here to support you in that and to help you in growing. And then thirdly and finally... For everyone, whether you belong to Harmony or not, whether you're the pastor, a visitor, a family member, just checking in online to see what's going on at this church, 
for everyone, the word for you is choose. Choose. Let me read a passage from Ephesians. Another passage. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. This is a church. This is written by Paul to a church at Ephesus. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. How about a New Year's resolution? How are you doing with the attitude test? This is a lot of what it's about here, isn't it? Attitude. Three negatives. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Get rid of bitterness, rage and anger. Why does Paul have to write these things to Christians? Because these things can easily infect our lives and our churches, even though we are Christians. But then after the three negatives, the three positives, be kind to one another. Follow God's example. Wow. If only we could do that more fully. Walk in the way of love. We connect the negative stuff or the past fester and control us. Or we can choose to follow God's example. Paul outlines both in this passage, doesn't he? The things to avoid, to get rid of, and the things to hold on to. We have plenty of examples to follow. Jesus' love and sacrifice, his depth of forgiveness, and the cost to him of buying our salvation on the cross. One final passage about choosing from Joshua. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors uh, worshipped beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are now living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Choice, again, okay, there's a context to this, of course, the children of Israel being put in a place of challenge. Look, who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve Yahweh? Are you going to serve God? Or are you going to go after the gods of the Amorites? And for us, it's different, but there is the issue of choice. Do we choose to receive? Do we choose to let, not to let unwholesome talk come out of our mouths? Do we choose the way of love? Or do we allow things to slide in the other direction? So to conclude, three words. Persevere, receive, choose. It's a new year. Hopefully this year is going to be a little less traumatic as far as health concerns are concerned, but who knows. You have a new senior pastor. He will be different 
from Pastor John. But he's the new senior pastor. Receive his ministry. This is a new chapter for the church and school. You can contribute to the life and growth of the church or you can sit on the sidelines. You can sit and criticise. You can harp on about the past when Pastor so-and-so was here and everything was marvellous. It rarely is, but that's sometimes how we paint the past. Or you can infect the church with life, joy, truth and love. Don't infect it with bitterness. Don't infect the church with self-seeking. Infect the church with those positive uh, aspects of being a Christian. There's always the opportunity to take and keep offence. It's always there because things go wrong, things happen, people say things, things don't work out. Whose example will you follow? That of the world, which will gladly take offence and stand up for its rights and demand or that of Jesus. He had more cause than anyone to become bitter and offended and hurt. Who will you choose to follow? It's your choice. There are many here in Harmony, church and school, who reflect the love and grace of Jesus. Pastor Dennis reflects that love and grace in great measure. Make sure you're one of them. Perhaps you're visiting. You don't belong to Harmony, you're a friend or a relative or you just happen to have tuned into this. Welcome, glad you could be with the celebration. If you're tied in with a church and somewhere else, that's great. All this applies to you as well. If not, how about making some choices? So making some choices about your relationship with Jesus. Is it time to take some steps towards or back to Jesus or his church? Harmony, Pastor Dennis, with the staff and elders, is here to lead you in the ways of Jesus. Pastor Dennis, persevere, church, school, will you be led? Amen. God bless you. Uh, Mike Mojica, Michael Mojica. Uh, I'm going to ask the people that I asked to come up. Uh, those that read... Kevin, Pastor John, Sherry, don't make me call you out. Just come up. Um, and just stand here, form a wing, as it were. Uh, Steve and Jean as well, Pastor Tim. Is Kathy here? Uh, can we have Don represent small groups? Yeah. And Shirley, please. Don't be afraid of the Omicrons. Be afraid of the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. So we, we want to thank God. Uh, we want to pray now. But before we pray, I think there's three parts um, that we have to think about so we can focus our attention and make it count. It's easy to pray, and it's cute, and it's nice, and then next. But this is serious to the Lord, and I'm thinking of First, uh, First Kings 3. Uh, send your bulletin. I won't read it. I just want to summarize it maybe personalize it a little bit. We have Solomon, who God chose. God chose Solomon for a task. And he says, this is all, all yours now. And he says, I'm not like my dad. I'm not like Pastor John. Right? I'm not like 
Pastor Don. I'm not like Pastor Bricker and others, Pastor Mento that came before us and started this whole thing. No, you're you, and God knew that. He, the temple wasn't up yet. That didn't stop Solomon from sacrificing anyway to the Lord. He knew his task. And God was watching, and he appears to him in a dream, and he says, this is 1 Kings 3, 5 to 14. You can read this, and this is a wider story. And he basically says, I've been watching you. He says, ask me for whatever you want. The reason I bring this up is that um, Solomon, of course, he says, Lord, I just want wisdom, judgment, to be able to know between good and evil, between uh, how to judge your people and how to, as Pastor John was saying, just hold people off for a moment. Use proper judgment. Um, I'm not betraying any confidence here because nothing really happened, but the elders and I had met with uh, Pastor Dennis some time ago to work out the finances, right, the salary package and so forth, and we said, we prayed about it, and we were a little, we didn't know how it was going to go, but we said, okay, well, this is what we come up with. He says, okay. I said, no, um, this is what we come up with. Now you get to come back. He says, no, okay. I said, well, why don't you just go home and talk to Kelly? You probably don't make those decisions anyway. <laughs> and he just looked at me. He says, I did. <laughs> we did. He says, whatever it is, it is. And uh, we looked around, and I said, um, don't you want to fight a little bit? I mean, this is two minutes. We had two hours. <laughs> it was a short meeting. So we just kept pushing back. I don't know what we were pushing back for. He said, okay. It was okay, okay. He said, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's got to be a give and take. This is not how you can negotiate. And he says, he says, this is the way I am. This is what Solomon did. Um, and so we want to pray for Pastor Dennis. The way we want to pray for him is, so there's three parts. We want to pray for his personal life before the Lord. Because it continues and God said, I'm going to give you that. You got that. You have, you have the wisdom and you have the judgment. And later on in the chapter, he, he shows it, right? The splitting of the baby. Uh, but God said, whatever else you didn't ask for, I'm going to give you that as well. So we're going to pray that God would give you everything that you didn't ask for. The fight that you didn't give us. God knows what you need, the finances and the family um, and the social life and the friends and companions and so forth to walk with you. But there's also a more important part because no one walks alone. And so although you have your entourage, I see them everywhere, there's a lot of people here. Uh, this is your posse and they come to represent. And you also have a posse right here and they're representing the leadership of the church. Uh, this is Hebrews 12. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Do you know that? That's who you, you guys were? Now you know. They're representing the past, present, and those that are to come. We're representing people like Noah, who was building a barge in the middle of nowhere when it wasn't even raining yet. Abraham, who believed God and walked in faith. Not perfect, but walked in faith. Moses, who went to the Pharaoh with a stick, right? The shepherd 
church, speaking of shepherds, and goes to the great Pharaoh, the great king, and says, let the slaves go. He says, who is this hillbilly with a stick? Bold, Joshua, who conquered nations. These are people who believe God. You have Samuel, who judged the people. You had Deborah, who was also a judge of the people, and the men would not go to war unless she went with them. But your pansies? <laughs> and she told them so. She told them to their face. She says, I'm going to take the glory. You're not going to take the glory. So, okay, you've got to come anyway. By the way, Mike, I'm sorry. Uh, Mike, can you come up, come up as well? Um, so we have all these people. We have Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, all these great people. We have people all the way into the New Testament. We have John the Baptist. I see Pastor John is John the Baptist for, the, for our congregation. Toiling and, uh, you know, uh, rubbing shoulders and uh, taking gruff and calling out unbelief in this congregation and working in prayer and fasting and tilling the soil for Pastor Dennis. And we have, of course, our great God and King, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the head of the body. He is the overseer. And so um, there's a, I'm going to skip ahead, there's a, there's a charge also for the church. Um, as has been said before, we don't just get to go, okay, do whatever you got to do. And, um, you know, we'll pay you and that's your job. We all have a job. We have to walk hand in hand, right? Shoulder to shoulder, lock in arms. And, you know, it's, it's no worse thing than somebody walking ahead, leading a group, and everybody's back there. <laughs> Nobody's moving. Okay, let's go, guys. Everybody's back there. We all have to walk together. And so Hebrews uh, thirteen seven says to obey your leaders, submit to your leaders. Personally, I don't like that part. I don't like to submit to anybody. But we do it because we love the Lord. That's the only reason why we're here. Otherwise, it's just a club. We're here because we love God. And if we love him, then we love our brother and we love everyone else, right? This is the way it works. So I'm going to ask Pastor Dennis, who's going to be speaking next, I'm going to ask him if he would come up, and Kelly. Um, and I'm going to ask that um, as we pray, that if Pastor John doesn't mind and Sherry, if they would, you don't have to lay hands if you, want, if you don't care about the cooties. If they don't mind, but you can put your hands on their shoulder, and we're all, if you can stand, please. You should ask Brian to come up. Yes, I'm sorry, Brian, the deacons as well. Brian is uh, handing over the rain soon. So the way we're going to pray is we're, we're going to pray that Pastor John, you don't need those future blessings now. <laughs> those past blessings, what about the past ones? Can you pass on? Can you pass on what you have? I will. And Sherry, you will pass on to Kelly what you have. All the graces and the service and the mercies, all the gifts that you may have that you no longer need, can you just pass those on? And we're also going to pray for everybody else, unless you're planning to do it again. Just let me pray. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to pray, and you can pray back there for him personally. Uh, and the group, and everybody's going to raise your hands towards this place, towards, uh, towards this cloud of witnesses, and you're also going to hunker in. We raise our hands. Don't be afraid. God is in his house. Father God, we thank you. We thank the Lord of the universe, Father God, 
Lord, that you've given us this opportunity to present our brother, Lord, and our sister to you. Lord, they're a package deal. Lord, they come together and their family as well. Father God, I pray that you would respond to their cares, Lord, to their wants, Lord, to their needs. Father God, that you would fill them with wisdom, Lord, as a couple, Lord, as your children, as brothers and sisters, Lord, and daughters and sons. Lord God, we pray, Father God, that all of the wisdom and grace, O oh Lord, that is in this room, Lord, that our pastor John and Sherry, Lord, has, O oh Lord, to give, Lord, to transfer over to our new pastor and leader and shepherd of the church, and Kelly, Lord, Lord, that would be transferred. Lord, we believe in your grace. Lord, we pray because we believe. Lord, all the passages that have been read are read, Lord, but if we don't take them in, Lord, they mean nothing. Lord, we apply. Lord, we apply them. Lord, I pray, Father God, that your wisdom, Lord, that you would touch, Lord, the mouth, the lips, O oh Lord, of our new servant. Lord, that you would touch his mind and his heart and his body, that you would keep them healthy, Lord, that you would embolden him. Lord, that he would find a new voice. Lord, the voice that you have for him for this congregation, Father God, for this community. Lord, for those that are about to come in. Lord, I pray that we would throw open the doors and that he would step in. Lord, and he would lead many. Lord, that he would continue the work of our Pastor John. Lord, that has toiled hard, Lord, these many years. Lord, you know. Lord, what you have prepared for this congregation. You know those that are, Lord, that are going to fall away, or Lord, for whatever reason, and those that are coming in. Lord, I just pray that we be able to walk, Lord, with him, Lord, as he walks with you. Teach us, Father God, to submit, to obey, Lord, to listen, Lord, and to practice, to step out. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray, O oh Lord. Amen. Paul said, what shall we say in response to these things? 1995, during the early part of my um, first years of pastoral ministry here in Orange County, um, I felt God led me to choose a verse that would be the year verse for our church for that year. There are a couple people in the room who were part of that church back then, and you might remember this. And uh, I, I chose this verse, John 3.30. It's a short verse. And, and it just says, uh, He must increase, but I must decrease. And uh, I, made that, I made that verse our theme for that year of ministry at our church. And the more I talked about that verse and the more I thought about that verse and what it meant, and the more I meditated on that verse, uh, the more challenging it was, and the more I was being drawn in to deepen my commitment to let Jesus Christ increase in me and to get me out of the way. And ever since that year, I've thought of that verse as my life verse. It's a statement of commitment I try to keep in front of me all the time and in all the ways that I go about the business of being a follower of Jesus Christ.
But years before I chose this verse to be my life verse, back in the days when I was a student at what was then Philadelphia College of Bible, I heard a song. And that song captured my thoughts in much the same way as John 3.30 captured my attention. And I've come to think of that song as my life song. And with my sister Debbie's help, I want to share that song with you now as my response to all the things that have been happening here today and in all the days leading up to today. So I hope that... um, Here's a surprise for you. You didn't know that you could ask me to do something like this, and maybe you never will again.
if I have found favor in your sight. Please show me now your ways that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. And consider too that this nation, this congregation, is your people. And he, the Lord, said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to the Lord God, Well, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up out of here. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, and and tell them, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, and you shall say to them, And this is what God wants his leaders to say to his people. Receive these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace I give you, not as the world gives, Jesus said, but my peace give I unto you. May the peace of God be yours. Thank you for coming today. God bless you.